0: The reading from American history is an excerpt. In fact, it's the conclusion of Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address. Many historians consider it the greatest speech that he delivered during his presidency, and many others believe it is one of the greatest speeches ever given in the United States of America. Hear these words. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right, Let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Earlier in the speech, President Lincoln quoted Matthew 18. It's the text you just heard from a moment ago in his inaugural address, he said, woe to the one who is a stumbling block. In fact, he used the King James Version of that text and said, woe to the one who brings an offense. Lincoln was referring to the offense of slavery. He was naming it out loud. He was calling it what it was, calling it a sin. Another word for offense, another word for stumbling block is the Greek word skandalizo, which means to cause a scandal, to cause one to fall. Lincoln was clear. Slavery must end. But in the speech, he was brilliant in the way he described it. He did not refer to slavery as a problem of the South. He called it American slavery. If the United States of America was going to move forward in a united way, then the United States of America must equally own its sin of slavery. Lincoln was brilliant in the way he did this. In fact, some referred to it as a brilliant sermon. Frederick Douglass, the the one who was set free, the great American statesman, after hearing Lincoln's second inaugural address, declared, it was more like a sermon than a state speech. And indeed it was. And as we look deeper into the text from Matthew 18 that Mr. Lincoln referred to, we find that there's more at work than that simple recognition of offense. The disciples are gathered with Jesus and they're asking each other, and then they finally ask Jesus, what will it take to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? The problem sounds, the question sounds awkward, but it really wasn't the question that was the problem. It was their assumption of what it means to be great. For them, greatness comes with with power, with control, with fame, with notoriety, with those sorts of things. Jesus wanted them to understand it differently in order to make sure they saw what he meant. He called for a child, maybe one that was crying and making some noise and irritating the folks in the crowd. He said, bring the child to me. He set the child before them and he said, if any want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, become like this little one become like this child here is your model it's hard for us to hear the radicalness of this act for us to see how amazing it is for jesus the disciples had drawn a circle around jesus and themselves okay lord it's us we're here we're together we're inside this circle now what do we need to do to be great how do we move up in 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 rank here and jesus reaches outside of the circle to an outsider to a weak one a humble one a child and sets it before them. You see, in in antiquity, maybe 40% of children would make it to the age of 16. What Jesus was saying was, this one really has no strength. This one has no power. This one has no might. This is one in whom God's love is made real. Become like this one, and you will be a part of the kingdom. The way a church or a nation treats its youngest members its smallest and weakest citizens is a description of, of how great that country is, of how strong that church may be. Lincoln understood that America at its greatest was America at its humblest. This idea of the weak and the humble can be, can be extended. It can be extended outwards to others that we might include. In fact, earlier today, we heard the choir sing my favorite anthem of all time, <clears throat> my, my favorite, Come Thou Fount of every blessing. And the third stanza begins, Jesus sought me when a stranger That is the summary of the gospel. That is the summary of the message of the Bible from the beginning to the end. This is the single thing that God wants to do. Bring the stranger home. Bring the stranger in. Welcome them as though they are sister or brother. Jesus sought me when a stranger. This is what Abraham was sent to Palestine to proclaim. Not to be an enclosed community walled off from the rest of the world, but a light to the nations, Abraham said. From Moses, in the law of Moses, he reminds his people, you were once a wandering stranger in the land of Egypt. You were the foreigner. You were the slave. You were the outsider. When those come to your land, welcome them. Greet them. Jesus did the same in his ministry. He was continually reaching outside of the circle to the other, the stranger, the foreigner, the forgotten, the untouchable, and bringing them home, bringing them inside. You see, Abraham Lincoln, he knew his Bible. His audience knew their Bible. They heard these themes being spoken. They understood what what Mr. Lincoln was saying. In order for us to be great again, we must humbly acknowledge our sin, the sin of slavery, and like a child, move forward with faith and hope into the future. He was naming the past while at the same time claiming the days ahead. It's a beautiful speech, one that continues to resonate across this land even today. And then he closes with the words you heard, with malice toward none and charity for all. These are, again, biblical themes. To, to, be, to practice malice is to practice intending to do evil against another. Mr. Lincoln says no more to slavery, no more to racism, no more And then he says the word charity, a word that we think of differently today. In context, Lincoln meant it in its its original root, agape love, the inclusive love of God given to all the world. He's essentially saying to the country, we're leaving malice and evil and racism behind, moving forward in the name and in the spirit of love. He wasn't merely baptizing his speech with Christian-sounding words. He was proclaiming clearly calling on the people to humbly like children embrace each other welcome the stranger and move forward together into the future may it be so